A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. February 16th, 2021. Fat Tuesday. Sneezing and being blessed. The Kentucky educational system. Agriculture. Fidel Castro. Cigars. And celebrities being embarrassing. This is awesome today. Awesome today is a daily show, even though it technically isn't every day. It is barely edited and sometimes offensive. It is a good show. Some might even call it awesome. If you are friends with someone who doesn't think this show is awesome, you deserve better friends. Hi. And hello. Happy day to you. Happy day. Happy post-Valentine Day bliss. I guess. It's not super blissful for most of the, at least southern half of the country right now. Uh, well, it depends just about what time of day you started drinking. <laughs> That's one way to cope with this unthinkably cold weather. It is. I was thinking about this. Uh, we Often we review show notes together just directly before recording, and then we will part ways briefly to go take care of final duties, be that putting on a fresh lip, using the restroom, pouring a, another round, whatever the case may be. And as I was heading upstairs, my... Mustache, because of the un, un, un necessity uh, to leave the house today, I had not done anything to it. And ah. it, it needed a little product to allow it to pretend like it, each of the hairs got along with each other. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And as I was leaving to go do that, I was thinking, you know, I've watched a lot of, I've watched a lot of movies and shows and things in my, in my day. Mm -hmm. And do you recall? of the many things that you also have consumed in your lifetime, just how often it is that people who are in a cabin shack in the mountains in a wintry, snowy ugliness that they just basically sit in there and drink. It's true. And now I know why. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one way to cope. We waited until 
five o'clock at, at is it Atlantic time? Uh, yes, yeah, five o'clock at Atlantic time to have our first drink. But it's just like, what are what else are you gonna do? People are googling right now. Is Atlantic time a real thing? It is. It is. I, I believe that's is. what Puerto Rico's on. It is what Puerto Rico's on. And I'm not sure it changes. I don't think it has daylight savings. I'm not sure. No, I feel don't. like sometimes they're one hour. Sometimes they're two hour. Different. Yeah. So sometimes they're in sync with, with our East Coast and other times, like I believe right now, they are two hours difference. Yes. So do all your math to figure out that we poured our first drink just shortly after three o'clock Central Time. And yes. Yeah. Well, it's February 16th. Yeah, it is. And in this, it, I was going to say strange time. It's not a strange time. It's a different time. Yeah. That we live in right now. It's breaking a lot of long-held habits where we would rely on things going on around us to let us know what time of year it is, mm. right? Yes. Um, well, it's Fat Tuesday today. Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. What is Fat Tuesday? What is Mardi Gras? Well, they're the same freaking thing. Mm -hmm. I was today years old when I figured that really? out. Really? Yes. Okay. Mardi Gras is actually French for... Fat Tuesday or Tuesday Fat, mm -hmm. depending on mm -hmm. how precise you'd like to be. Uh -huh. Now, in Western Christianity, which encompasses a lot of things, right? Um, carnival is, or carnival, carnival, or however you wish to pronounce it. Yeah. This is a festive season that begins with Epiphany. Epiphany begins 12 days after Christmas, which makes it January 6th every year, right? Mm -hmm. And it ends on Fat Tuesday, which is a variable day every year. Right. It just so happens to be today for yeah. this year. Mm -hmm. Also known under other names like Shrovetide or Pre-Lent. This period historically has involved public celebrations, parades, street parties, other entertainments. Ultimately, all of these things encouraging really a sense of social unity. It completely flies in the face of the idiocy that we've established as the New Year's resolution where I'm going to do all the things. You're starting Lent too early, butthole. That's a good point. You've got to do yeah. Shrovetide first and then yeah. do your other sustaining of things. Revelant. Abstaining, not sustaining. Abstaining right. of things when you get to Lent. Yeah. First, you you get your last ones in. Yeah. You, you literally behave as the fat hog on your back, just all up in the decadent mud. You just get it done. Okay. Knowing that there will come a time shortly where I will abstain from many things. So it's a period of indulgence. Rich food, alcoholic drinks, meats, sweets. Basically, it's all of the things that then in the aftermath, as we enter Lent, that you would look to give up. Right? Yes. It's, it's contrast. Contrast is wonderful. Yes. So Mardi Gras or Fat Tuesday is the final night yep. of indulgence, yes. which then leads into Ash Wednesday. Yes. Don't want to talk about that. Want to save that for Tomorrow. tomorrow's episode. That's right. So some believe that Mardi Gras is linked to ancient Roman pagan celebrations of spring and fertility, such as Saturnalia. Yes. Mm -hmm. That specific one dating back to somewhere between 133 and 31 BC. Antiquity. Antiquity. And it's probably true. And that's not anything to shrink at. No. The, the church 
has long been known to look and say, hey, well, hey, look, here's where all the people are gathering. Here's where a thing is being done. And they came in not to wipe out what was done, but to substitute the focus. Yes. To be, the people are already here. Let's yeah. just, let's not disrupt that. Let's change the focus to a Christ-centered thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's truly a manifestation of bringing Christ to the people rather than forcing the people to quit, stop everything you're doing and come to Christ. That's, yeah. that's not how the gospel message works. Right. So no shame in, yeah, we took it. What are you going to do? You want to keep celebrating it? Well, fine. Now, problematically, um, well, before I get to that, before I get to that, okay. th- this this period of festivity preceding Lenten season, th- it's it's global. Yeah. Now it goes by different names. There's different practices, all of that, and that's worth reading. It's mm-hmm. fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, I skimmed it and, and may go back and look again. I just didn't want to spend the entire episode going through this with all those details. Um, and I lost my place in the notes, so there's an awkward pause as I look. Isn't it great? Kyle's looking through notes. Um, yeah. So we've mentioned that this was an instance of a, a, a pagan thing converted to a religious thing. Some, however, may look around and argue that perhaps things can drift back towards the pagan side. You Right. You potentially could even look at New Orleans, where breast exposure occurs in exchange for beads and trinkets. That's the most clinical term for New Orleans Mardi Gras I've ever heard. Yes. Excuse me, there is... Um, I believe there's breast exposure. Yes. <laughs> both of the breasts, there's two. Sometimes it is both. Sometimes um, just one. I think if you really want the good trinkets and beads, you go for both. Okay, I would not know, sir. Uh, wouldn't you, though? No. Wouldn't you? Meg's not telling her whole story I've in any event. never been to Mardi Gras, New Orleans. Celebrate this last day of, of decadence, this last day of indulgence as we prepare for the Lenten season. You may do it with rich food. You could show your boobs to someone. I personally plan on doing both. <laughs> Good plan. Here we go. Let's Mardi Gras it up. I will not show my boobs on camera. I have too much pride for that. Okay. Well, shoot. Show us your boobs. Yeah. I've been... Oh, no. I've been there. Not for Mardi Gras, though. What was... It was... Well... Yes, What's actually, one time was Mardi Gras. I've been there twice. Oh, um, when I was when I was coaching, the I was there for a portion of Mardi Gras for a national coaches convention, and then one year we played Tulane. We stayed yeah there in New Orleans, and that was during Decadence Weekend. Yeah, uh, which is the at the time it was we didn't have all the letters in the alphabet for the LB. GT, all of the things. Community, yeah. We just had uh, more or less just. Oh my gosh, please. Just <laughs> be mindful of what you're I'm about try- to say. I'm not trying to offend anybody. At that point in time, it was just gay lesbian. Okay, yes, there we go. And for that particular event, it was predominantly gay. Yes, gay men. Yes. Gay men, mm-hmm. yes. Um, <laughs> can I tell a story? Oh man. I, 
I'd never been exposed to anything like this before, and I wasn't judging anybody. I wasn't no. out there shaking my fist or slapping people with Bibles or anything. No, you were it just was, there. It to was work. just I was you there trying to do my job. I didn't have time to be. Yeah, I didn't have. I didn't believe. Yeah, <laughs> there, that's a whole nother. That's a story on top of a story. Yeah. Well, we get there, and somehow. I, I didn't myself. I don't know that any of the other coaches made the connection either that this was what we were coming into, and and we always stayed at nice places. Yeah. And of course, yeah, there was a lot of that going on. Well, the elevator for the particular place that we stayed in, it uh, it talked. Oh, when you got in, sure, it told you what floor you were on and what direction you were going. Yeah, and we we. Procedure was we would arrive at a hotel. We would you'd literally just fly to your room. You'd throw your bags down. You'd come back. Yeah. You'd have a, a quick roll call check to get on the bus to go over to the stadium where we were going to play. Have a walkthrough and then come back, eat a meal, then go to your room and again have just a few minutes, maybe an hour, maybe an hour to rest and then return. Yeah. Back for your getting ready for the weekend procedure. Okay. Meetings and what? Oh, yeah. Well, so we'd done that part. We'd arrived, we'd thrown our bags in our room, we'd run back down, we'd grabbed a quick snack to eat on the way out the door, went and had a practice, got back, went up to our room, took a shower, rested for a short time, and then uh, I was rooming with, to this day, even though we haven't talked in years, somebody that I would still consider to be one of my better friends in the world. Yeah. Um, his name was Travis. Mm -hmm. and, and so Travis and I were sharing a room, and... We'd gotten ready. We'd hopped on the elevator to head down, and there were four other guys in the elevator that were there at the hotel. And the elevator, and it only dawned on us as the elevator spoke and said, going down. And we just so happened to look at the same time we heard Snickers from these four. Well, they were definitely there for decadent, yes. Decadence Weekend. Yes. And, it was it was an awkward feeling. It's not a judgmental feeling. It's just a very awkward feeling. Um, I have no idea what they went on to do that night. We went to work. <laughs> that was the cleanest version of that story you've ever told. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I I don't feel like I cast myself in, in too kindly of a light. That was truly my experience there. Yes. Um, it was it was a pretty rough weekend. There was a lot of debauchery yep. going on around us yeah. as we attempted Woo! just to just do our beers. job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I loved it. You called me, and I could hear in your voice the wide-eyedness mm -hmm. of your experience. Mm -hmm. I'd never been around that before. Uh, yeah, you grew up on a farm out in the country. Kind of. No, there was no farm involved. It was you did country. grow up in the country. It was country, and I spent a lot of time doing farm work. <laughs> you did. For someone who didn't grow up on the farm, you know so much about how to run a farm. I've, I've done <laughs> most of it. I guarantee I guarantee nobody will appreciate this, and I'm just railing now for my own benefit. Okay. But is nowadays, anybody who's... The summertime's especially impactful um, because you have hay that you've cut and baled and has to be moved, yeah. all of that. Well, today's day and age, you've got these round bales. Oh, yeah. And everything's mechanical. Sure. You're just operating a machine to make it, to pick it up, to put it in a trailer. But, but back in the day, as they say... Everything was square bales, and you, your machinery was always seconds away from breaking down, yeah. if not in the middle of a breakdown. <laughs> and if you were fortunate, if you were fortunate, 
on your two-ton flatbed trailer that you were loading hay on, if you were fortunate, you had a loader, and so somebody drove through the field and it, it grabbed the bale and ran it up a conveyor and you had to grab it mm. out of the air and, and hurry and get it over and get it stacked to return again to grab it again. Dang. But if you weren't fortunate enough to have a loader, then that meant the truck drove slower and you had one slappy on the ground who was grabbing bales and trying to buck them up onto the trailer and another one who was just as hurriedly trying to grab them and get oh them stacked. And I've done both of those. Yeah. And... That's intense work. It's intense. And again, it is in the summer yeah. where it's hot. And if that wasn't undesirable enough, when you've got it stacked, if you're fortunate enough to make it to the barn and your asshole driver doesn't dump half the load off on the way there, and I've been part of that too, uh, both there as well as a barn that was a long ways across town and we dumped it off as we went over the train tracks and, yep, that's some bullshit. That'll make you fight your friend right there. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, then you get into the barn and one, if it's, let's say, let's say it's a, a sultry 98 degrees outside, it's probably 115 in the barn and no freaking wind whatsoever. None. And just when you thought, you know, Death may not be a bad end after all, as you're trying to struggle through that. Invariably, somewhere in one of those bales of hay, somebody managed to, well, not somebody, but just as it happens, uh, was managed to bail up a snake inside a snake. of it. And it's not dead. No. It's in there, and it's it's doing its sneaky things and hissing at you and biting at you and shit, and you're, you're just, you've pooped your pants right there. You've pooped your pants right in front of everybody. <laughs> So, that was a long, that was a long walk down a place I don't want to go. You have lived some life that I have not lived. You were talking about how you had never been to decadence weekend yep. situation, but you have it's lived a hell of some a lot life. different than the 115 degree barn with snakes <laughs> and getting eaten by the the hay monster. That's when somebody stacks it poor and you fall down a crack and they have to we have to unstack half the oh, storage no. to get you out of there. Oh my gosh! Yep. Just when I think I've heard all of your stories, you pop up with a new one that I have never heard before. I hold a lot of them in because they hurt. Yes, that one's painful. I'm glad you let it out. I hope that was therapeutic for you. I, I hope it was, too. Right now, I just feel dirty. Well, that was a long way from Mardi Gras, everyone, but happy Mardi Gras! Show me your hay boobs. <laughs> oh Here's a snake. What's on if it's your birthday today you share it with salvatore philip bono why yeah bono bono yeah. uh i bono. don't know i think it's i don't know i don't know well you probably know him as sunny bono yeah sunny bono it's bono it's yeah bono. Sunny it has bono. To be bono and he's one half of the iconic duo sunny and share yes babe, i got you babe i got you babe except that neither one had the other they went through a very ugly public divorce yes it's true where Nowadays, the the old the younger you are, rather the more likely you are to only recognize Cher out yes, of the two. Sure, she went on to be a performer. He, unsurprisingly, went on to have a political career. Yeah, Korean politics out in Cali. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, six hundred. I know you did this for me. I did it for you. I love the ancient ones. Maybe not ancient. Go it's on. it's ancient. It's ancient. Pope Gregory the Great. Is he also Gregorian calendar, Pope Gregory the I Great? I think so. I think okay. so, yes. When the year 600, Pope Gregory the Great decrees on this day that when someone sneezes, the correct holy sacred response is, God bless you. Of course it is. Now, during this time, of course, the bubonic plague is raging across you Europe. You said boob. Bubonic plague. <laughs> 
episode. There's a lot of boobs. There's more to come. Just wait. One of the symptoms of the bubonic plague, as it raged across Europe, was sneezing. Yep. So the offering of a blessing was, in effect, a sort of a prayer to protect people from an otherwise certain death. A yes. different explanation is that ancient man believed that the soul resided in one's head. Makes sense, you know. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Maybe it does reside in your head. It may. A sneeze might accidentally expel the spirit from your body, unless God blessed you and prevented this from occurring. Now, I myself am a quiet sneezer. A long time ago, I made a deal with myself. I'm going to sneeze. I'm not going to make, I'm not going to ruffle any feathers. I'm not going to cause a fuss. Yeah. You, my love. I go both ways. No. No, 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 if you're telling me, if you're telling me that you can actually control it, I am offended. No. Because. You need to hear the whole story. You're the loudest things I've ever met. Listen, Paul Harvey's here and he's going to bring you the rest of the story. All right. I can hold it in. Okay. I probably 50% of the time choose to let it out. I don't sneeze often. When I do, there's usually several. Yeah. In a con concentrated region that occur. When I hold it in. I literally see stars. It quite often pops multiple vertebrae in my back. <laughs> I get dizzy and I think, sweet Jesus, I'm coming home. So in the event that, I, that I've let one be heard, it's because literally I'm just trying not to die in that moment. Okay, well, when you actually do let the full sound out, it sounds like you are dying. I am a highly sensitive person. It's quite possible that... On at least one, if not all of those events, I have allowed my soul to escape. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was going to say that. I don't like loud, surprising noises. When you sneeze, I am so angry and I'm also passive aggressive. Mm -hmm. So I just, I'll, I'll bless any of my children when yeah. they sneeze, but I don't it's, bless you. It it's makes not me as passive so as you mad. think, precious. <laughs> Openly aggressive. I can't. I can't say God bless you, or even the shortened version that we use now, bless you, because it's more of a GFYS moment for get, you. Get get go. Oh, f yourself. <laughs> get your. I thought you were going to try to make it to be like get the soul out no, kind no. of situation. It does sound like you have literally sneezed your soul out. It feels like it. I hope you never sneeze on camera, because I would edit that. Would you really? I would. Okay. And probably have to wipe the lens off the camera. <laughs> All right. All right. I've been I've been hiding this one from you. Okay. It's amazing to me. It's it's magnificent to me. Not so much in the beginning as towards the end, but walk the journey with Should me. Should I buckle up? No, no. There's no, it's not that long. Oh, okay. Well, in 1838, Kentucky passed a law permitting women to attend school. How generous of them. However, there were mandated conditions. Okay. That's all the blurb said as I ran across And this it. is 1838, you 1838. Say. Okay. And I said to myself, I must know these conditions. I spent more time trying to find these conditions than I did maybe on the entirety of the rest <laughs> of the episode because I needed to know what were these mandated conditions. All right, let's hear them. Now, there were some conditions that were standard to all school attendees. And that's what they begin with. Number one, no school attendee is allowed to use the word Dharma, Darwin. I thought you were going to say Dharma. Like, well, well that, that too, but it, probably. Darwin. 
Um, As in Charles Darwin, right of the uh, right. uh, evolutionary. That's theories. right. Heresy. Okay. Heresy. Okay. Creation, not yeah. That's the whole thing. I'm not interested in finding, but it was a big deal to to Kentucky. So that was that was one, and that was true. Men, women, girls, boys didn't matter. Okay. It's true for everybody. Okay. Likewise, true for all of them. No one that's going to attend school is allowed to read books about smart people from other states. <laughs> Are you serious? I am. And that one's beautiful. <laughs> I I appreciate it. Do you? I do. I feel like they were their own nation state. <laughs> they were a sovereign state. Yes. <laughs> this was good, too. If you happen to be, and this is for everybody, if you happen to be in the same grade together, you're not allowed to let your father or your uncles cheat on you from tests or homework. All right. Good. This is Paints it. a picture of what's going yeah. on here, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. And tied to that, again, should you happen to be in the same grade together, and this one's specifically for the girls, you could not attend senior prom with anybody that was unrelated. So you may very well take your dad or uncle to senior prom. You can't go with anyone that's unrelated? If, if in your class, you have a dad or uncle, oh my you gosh. can't go to prom with anybody besides that dad or uncle. My brain hurts. Yep. My brain hurts. Yep. Okay. But those all pale in comparison okay. to this one. To me. And, hey, I know. I know. I'm a little messed up. <laughs> I know this. I embrace it. Okay. This is the big one. And it's unique to the ladies for sure. When counting, okay? When you're counting. Yeah. After you've exhausted and this is how this is how it's written. All right. After you've exhausted your fingers and toes. Yeah. To get to 20. Because it's necessary, right? I guess, yeah. That's what Pa taught me, and he's sitting right next to me. Yeah. You use your fingers and toes to get to 20. But after that, women, by all means, were not allowed to use their breasts to get to 22. Oh, my gosh. I'm so <laughs> It's amazing. Why are there so many boobs in this episode? It's I a, need to know. I didn't plan this. <laughs> Everywhere I looked, there were boobs everywhere. Oh, Lord. It just happened. Good thing this is happening before Lent. I hope you will make is, a confession soon. It is a boob decadent episode. <laughs> I guess so. Indulgent. All the things. Oh, Kentucky. Now, what's not mentioned anywhere, just as a final footnote to this, there's no mention of ethics as it relates to men's potential for using their body parts to get to either 21 or 23, however you want to count the downstairs apartment. The meat and two veg. The meat and two veg, as it were. No rules there. Oh Just women, gosh. don't you dare. Don't you dare oh my. count with boobs. I'm so concerned. Could you have could you have participated in school or would you have relied on the boobs? I would have had to have. I mean, you've got to get those two extra numbers in. The twins still count on their fingers when they're working yeah, on they their do. arithmetic. That's so fine. I'm just. I still do sometimes. <laughs> I have a profession that requires mathematics. <laughs> we'll just keep these mandates to ourselves for now. Uh, it's too late. We've released them to the world. Did you see that one set of our blinds in the living room closed? I feel like God I himself is like, stop talking about boobs, kids. God loves boobs. He made them. <laughs> That's true. He did. 
Well, that's that's a lot to follow up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in 1923, something that had been undisturbed for not one, not two, but three thousand years. Boobs. Huh? No, there's no boobs in this one. Three millennia undisturbed. Well, today the burial chamber, chamber, not changer, burial chamber of King Tutankhamun, King Tut, King Tut, over in Egypt, only had recently been unearthed. Well, today they opened it, and you know what they did when they opened it? You well, they unleashed curses upon the earth, and yeah. that's how we are where we are today. That's Thanks, right. kids. Good job. I believe it was a a British fellow. Yeah, I'm sure it was. They like to poke around in things and yep. mess up world order and it's those true. types of things. It's true. Now, <sighs> this is something that if you or this is different from King Tut. Different, different okay. topic. Leaving King Tut. Do you Tut, have any I, other King Tut comments? Uh, I will say that The Mummy is one of my favorite movies ever. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. 90s movie. Yeah. I feel like he was canceled before being canceled was cool. Yeah, but you know what? It's bullshit that he was. You yes. know why he was canceled? Because before the Me Too movement, he spoke out and talked about an uncomfortable situation he had where a Hollywood exec made sexual advances towards him. Some things went down. Yeah. He was like, this is bullshit. I'm not going to stand for this. And Harvey Weinstein at all, the whole network of badness going on there, basically are like, okay, then you're done. Okay. He's a great actor. He is. And he was completely shut out. I have big feelings about I can Brendan Fraser. I will bring a sad statement to your seriousness and say, the whole time that you were saying me too, I was thinking about counting boobs, but then he's not a woman, so it could have only been me one or me three. Oh my God. And so I'm sorry. I don't mean to cheapen the perspective because yes. I believe what he experienced was real as we've heard from other mm -hmm. uh other men and i can't remember terry cruz yes thank you that's whose name i was not going to be able to remember yes. terry cruz mm -hmm. yeah so anyway sorry to take that to a not awesome place but you yeah, know what? if you're going to talk about the mummy you got to talk about how awesome it's brendan fraser is awesome that we're progressing yes i agree thank you that means a lot well, let's talk yeah. about agriculture. Let's get all <laughs> agricultural again up in here. All right. If you or you, if you yourself or uh, someone that you know is agricultural, you might be familiar with the USA Agricultural Adjustment Act of 1938. It's the, the AAA. AAA. The AAA, the first one. Yeah. Had nothing to do with your damn flat tire. That's right. It had been recognized a year earlier that about 40,000 people a year were losing their farms. Do you mean to say 40,000 individual farmers were losing their farms a year? This was during the Depression, of course. It's it's, it's on the heels of Depression. Yeah. And yeah, okay. um, there is, if, if you're not agricultural, if you are at all, you recognize this is quite possibly the most volatile industry oh, in which you could ever be involved. No predictability. Who the hell knows yeah. what... I mean, here we are with a snowstorm behind us right now. We've got two more days coming with it. Uh, just as often you can go months on end without rain or with hail and wind and sure. all kinds of natural acts that can destroy. It doesn't matter how hard you work. Yes. Or how not hard you work. Yeah. You are at the whim of nature. The whim? Yes. Heavy H. Whim. Here in the central part of the U.S., you could have a big old dust bowl. You could have a dust bowl. Plans. 
You could stand angrily on the porch of your log cabin, whiskey in hand, screaming, damn no! And it would not stop what nature has intended. It's so true. It's so true. Okay, well, so the, the AAA Act, the American, no, Agricultural Adjustment Act of 1938, mm -hmm. it was designed to sort of like even out those agricultural prices. Commodity volatility. Oh, yes. That's the technical term. That, in turn, normalized income for these farmers. It also established the Federal Crop Insurance Corporation? Yes. Corp? Corporation. Okay. Which protected farmers from losses due to unavoidable natural causes, such as this right. freakishly freaking cold winter situation we have going right. on. Right. Because there is such a thing as winter wheat and many other yes. crops. And this is, everything originated around wheat. Right. Exactly. Wheat with an wheat. H. Wheat. In the bigger picture, this was a sort of, you could say, a national defense decision. Yes. And I think this is what most people miss. Yeah. It, it wasn't, don't get all, oh, look, the government's looking out for us individuals. No. The government doesn't care about you. The government doesn't give a shit about you. Ever. But they do care about national defense, yep. especially in, in such a globally volatile time as the 30s were in between these world wars. We're, we're literally 18, 19 months preceding the official declaration of the beginning of World War II. Oh, my gosh. How do you keep these things in your brain? I don't know. Because in my everyday life, they're not important. So, of course, I remember them. <laughs> If it's something important, I have to have it written down. These are not the things that you sneeze out when you no. sneeze out little bits of your soul. No. Okay. They well, cling on. Countries who are reliant on other countries for things like food and fuel and goods and services can find themselves in a bit of a pickle. You might say they might look up and say, damn, we're in a tight spot. Yes. Damn. That's a great quote from, oh, brother, where art thou? Yes. Now, this act, again, like you were just saying, came a mere 18 to 19 months before the beginning of World War II. The government was eyeing that geopolitical landscape. Again, coming out of World War I, things are happening globally that are alarming. Our government is looking to protect this country by making sure we didn't find ourselves in a global situation right. where we didn't have enough food and we were unable to import it, again, right on the heels of the, uh, the, the Great Depression. Did our country come out of the Great Depression before World War II, or did World War II kind of serve as a mechanism to bring us out of the Great Depression? We were lethargically okay. emerging from it. Definitely. It, it wasn't like at the beginning of World War II we found ourselves in opulence mm. by any stretch. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was There was a long struggle that didn't feel like recovery and all of that. I, honestly, a, a decent portion of the recovery probably came from people's attention being taken away from the economy yeah. and towards the wartime effort. Yeah. Yesterday we talked about Rosie the Riveter. There were, yeah. there were a whole lot of changes going on. Yeah. Um, where, yeah, we, we were having to do things differently than we'd ever done them before. And, yeah, now in the aftermath of that, we have baby boomers born because soldiers arriving home and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. People, Show us your boobs. People showing boobs. Showing boobs right here. I got your foxhole. Show me your boobs. Okay. Whoa. Dang. Uh, that was all a military statement. Okay. Nothing less, nothing more. That reminds me, I was going to post a picture of Daisy as Rosie the Riveter in the Awesome Today group. I forgot, but now I will do it. 
Well, okay, so, whoa, I lost the notes. Here we go. Um, the government looking around saying, hey, we need to make sure we have stability yeah. with agriculture here. So they considered that if we had a surplus and we were able to entice other countries into reliance on our exports, then, hey, that can't be anything but good for us, right? Right, right. And, and none of this is, is, at least from my perspective, I'm not throwing any snark on this. Yeah. I dislike the dishonesty to say, oh, look, we're taking care of farmers. Well, that's bullshit. Give give people a little more credit, government. Just say, look, it's national defense. Just like our interstate highway system, it wasn't for the people in terms of, so you can go visit Yellowstone this summer with your family and your great American vacation. It The interstate highway system was established so that wartime things could be transported quickly and efficiently wherever necessary. That's fine. That's fine. I appreciate that we need to be prepared for defense in whatever ways possible. Just like, I, I think, here's here's an example, and this may trigger some people, and I don't mean it to. Oh, I don't mean it to. Okay. It's, it's not something that I'm angry and furious about. The whole perspective of a southern border wall mm -hmm. is, it's a national defense perspective. It's beyond everything that gets talked about in the media. It's a national defense perspective. It's the realization that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Along with all of the good that we could do by allowing people in through the border, mm -hmm that it's recognized that we have a sieve mm -hmm. of a southern border mm -hmm. and that anybody with even a modicum of an intelligence who wanted to do us harm from a foreign place realizes they could, they don't even have to fly into Mexico. They could fly into South America, work their way up through Central and come across the border quite easily. And in fact, some of that has been tied to terrorist events in the past. It's security. Just tell the truth of what it is. Mm -hmm. And let's go that route. Now, hey, in the meantime, and this isn't an olive branch, it's a true belief, patch up our absolutely shitty immigration system. Yeah. And it's not the fault of the people who are trying to implement it. It's no. a bullshit program yeah. that our government built in such a bureaucratic way that it can't be implemented yep. fairly to get, yes, anybody that wants to come here and participate and enjoy, you bet. Yeah. But... Let's do this in a semi-secure fashion. Yeah. Let's also be efficient, though, in the means of getting people vetted and in and fully citizens and all of that. It's uh, a both hand for yeah, me. Yeah, that's true. When I was able to travel to Lebanon and learned uh, in the yes. months after that about 
what it takes to, first of all, flee a country like Syria, who's being absolutely destroyed by civil war, and then to immigrate out to different places. Um, it's, it's heartbreaking and staggering to discover what it takes to uh, immigrate into a lot of countries. And mm-hmm. in the U.S., again, like you said, I, I think the best way to describe it is a bureaucratic nightmare. Yes. So, yes, I and, agree. And, and interestingly, as, as funky as it is here, mm-hmm. we take border security far less serious than quite possibly any other of the major world powers mm. that are out there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a mess. It's not awesome, though it is today. Um, but let's move on. Well, we better go ahead and talk about... Let's go to a new conflict. Yeah. Or at least newer, uh, but on ongoing. Yeah. 1959. Is it ongoing? Let's find out. Oh, it's ongoing. Okay. It's ongoing, at least as you and I would view it. Okay. 1959, Fidel Castro, previously a... a, 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 a what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I was going to, I almost said resurrectionist, but that's not at all the word I'm looking for. Insurrectionist? Insurrectionist. Yeah, that's more accurate. A rebel? Um, a rebel, yes. His his crew had one power in Cuba, mm-hmm. and he is today sworn in as prime minister. And tongue-in-cheek, I mean, this is the beginning of the end of... Cuban cigars, for those of us in the U.S. It only became important to you what's happening in Cuba once we got into cigars. Well, (laughs) maybe, maybe. But then in that moment, I recognized the other things. And then you were like, wait a second, there's more? No, I never say wait a second. I say, wait a damn minute. That's true, you do. Because otherwise it's not worth waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Now, all seriousness, and this is, believe me, this is not to defend Castro. Um, but the U.S. organized U.S. organized crime, they had established an incredible foothold in Cuba. Are you talking about the mob? I'm talking about the mob. Okay. The I did not know this. The yes, those guys, they owned basically the tourist and gaming, which is gambling. If you were confused by that term, nobody's down there playing checkers. <laughs> It's the gambling, tourism and gambling industries. The mafia is known for their gambling industry. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Um, Now, the former Cuban government, they had originally full-on cooperated with the mob as they came in to do this because they were getting paid. Sure they were. It wasn't something that had existed there. Nobody, hell, nobody wanted to go there. Why not? It's beautiful. It is beautiful, but... It it wasn't very polished. Okay. And do you want... I mean, this is just a very true statement. Do you want to be the hub of poor people coming to visit you? Or do you want to be the hub of the rich you coming those, to visit you? You want those U.S. dollars. Yeah, you want somebody coming to in. spend money. Yeah. And what people were willing to travel for were the things they couldn't do where they were as freely, which sure. was gambling, undoubtedly prostitution and a myriad and of other show us your boobs. show the boobs boobs and dice and cards those are my three things and a whiskey with an h and a cigar and a cigar and a great one at that <laughs> it was all those things now the mob there's wait a second there's no telling <laughs> what awesome today fam is gonna believe to be true about you after this episode i'm just saying this is like sort of like a defining moment 
I'm, I'm not speaking of me. I'm speaking of the world at large. I and if any of you have denial in your heart over any of this, <laughs> well, you have some maturation to go through. Okay. Let's get back to Cuba. Back to Cuba. Now, listen, here is one of the difficult things about the mob. It's their own Achilles mob heel, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> they can't stop taking. They can't stop being greedy? The whole give them an inch, take a mile, all uh -huh. that shit, it, yeah. it applies here. Yes. It applies here. And so, yeah, they're, they're taking over. Now, one perspective, and I don't think it's completely incorrect. I don't think it's completely correct either, but, okay. it, but I think there's a, a middle ground here. One perspective of history is that Castro and arguably even those directly before him who were in power, they were beginning to realize just how small of a cut that they were getting in this very inequitable relationship. Mm, sure. Because even had it started more equitably, again, the mob's just going to take and take and take. And you could rename the mob corporate wherever, That's right? true. That's a very good point. The mob, I feel like known for their gambling, also not known for their equitable agreements. I feel like the mob was the early picture of corporate America. Ooh, all right. Now. I think we took notes from them. We being, well, we're legal. You yeah. Know, whatever. Sure. Um, now, additionally, and this would have only further provided consternation, angst, and disgust, sure. is that the U.S. government wasn't doing a damn thing sure. to discourage all of this. Yes. Now, if you've spent any time at all looking at the JFK assassination... Oh, I've spent some time. And you have. And I have. <laughs> you've likely come across the proposed theory that the assassination was somehow tied to Kennedy's refusal to come to the mob's aid when, in fact, Castro came in and took over ownership of hotels and casinos. And it wasn't like, here's some money, we're buying it from you. It was GTFO, this belongs to me. Leave here, you American rapists. Whoa. Get out okay. of our country, and I'm taking what you built. Yeah. Again, there's guilt to be spread far and wide on this gig. But that's what he did. He yeah. took it over, and to this date, the majority of hotels that you'd want to stay in are owned by the, the government. government. Yeah. Same with gambling, anything else that goes on. I get it. I really do. And I, I can truly see the perspective of either side in this endeavor because you're not talking about two people bickering. You're talking about two massive groups of very differently interested parties sure. that are fatigued with treatment by one and desperate to not just get even, but get one up. It was a mess. What I don't understand, what I absolutely don't understand, mm -hmm. and I don't know that anybody could make me understand this, is why they had to go and hurt the good, hardworking American cigar smoker. We did nothing wrong. We've just been trying to get some good we cigars. We just want those good cigars. There is something unique about all of the factors that grow, go into growing tobacco mm. for that region. It's and Cuba has it's magic. Cuba has it completely. They have it nailed in. They you can take the very seeds 
of their plants yeah. and put them elsewhere. And it has been done here in the U.S., sure. in Nicaragua, in Honduras, in work. Jamaica, in everywhere. And you can come up with a great product, but it's just not quite a Cuban. So I'm told I've not smoked one yet because it's illegal. We've talked about, I can't remember on air or off air, we've talked about JFK had procured his stash yeah, of Cubans before he enacted the embargo. What was it, 1,200 something cigars, like something? What do you think happened to those after he died? Well, I would have guessed that the rest of the Kennedy family quite enjoyed those cigars. <laughs> Damn, no. Yeah, they did. All right. Man, that was a whole long walk. Yeah, well, if that was ugly, wait wait until now. Well, in 2014, bringing us up to speed in the modern era, Venezuela's president expelled three U.S. consular officials, accusing them of holding meetings with students had, who had been protesting Venezuela's government. The officials were not named. Of course, they were encouraging the rioters so, of course, they were not named. Yeah, right? of course they of course they were. Now, you and I and those who pay attention to things know full <laughs> well, this is the work of the CIA. Indeed. Those three terrifying initials. You're, yeah, they did. Sometimes, maybe maybe if we get bored and in our, our copious free time, we could start our own podcast about the CIA. I have, so I have here's the thing. so many feelings about the CIA. Here's the thing, and I don't know if it'll go anywhere. Okay. In recent weeks, even months, as I've, because I, believe me, I don't share most of what I find. Oh, I know. On things like this. Mm-hmm. I came across everybody's favorite boogeyman to hate, Jesse Ventura, who made his, I know, hang with me, Jesse Ventura. He made his career first. In professional wrestling. Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. And then he got into management of that. And then ultimately he landed in politics. Right. And he's quirky. And so it's easy to brush him aside. Sure. Oh, what a goof. What a goof. It's just crazy Jesse. Right. Yeah. 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 He has, he's, he doesn't look like he used to when he wrestled. He's bad built and his hair's a a travesty. Okay. No one would argue with those things. I gotta look him up. Okay. But, he may have been he may have been the earliest form of actually not crazy QAnon. Okay. Why are you why are you flinching at that? I have reasons. Go on. The the most present day version yeah. of QAnon, I feel like, has they've been too welcoming in their membership to people that are just nuts. Yes. Yeah. But I think both of us would look and say somewhere in the heart of what they're talking about, there's a vein of truth in there. Okay. It may be small. It may be almost throttled and choked out at this point. Mm. But there's some things in there that are like, you know, they're not, I can't say they're wrong on that. Mm. Now, everything else, yes. Because I'm not, I'm not a hardcore theorist by any means. I enjoy, I find great pleasure in reading about theories and, and such. But you go back to Ventura, who's now dead. He's now passed. What? He, uh... I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so, today I learned. One of the things... This was this was a turning point moment for me uh-huh. when I came across this. Again, just within the last handful of months is when I saw it. When he was running for office, he tells a story. Because he was... He spoke 
He spoke at Google, he spoke at Apple, he spoke anywhere where the great minds of America would ask sure. a great speaker to come. Okay. A great mind to come. Mm -hmm. What are you looking up? I'm looking up to see what he died. Okay. Um, I can't, I'm, I, he wasn't, I'm reeling with this information. He wasn't crazy and he wasn't dumb. Okay. He was actually very intelligent. That's why he was so successful. That's why he didn't die in unheard of or barely heard of name in wrestling. He went on to management within it. He built the sport, <clears throat> the entertainment industry of it up to what it is that's allowed for so many things in the aftermath. Sure. But he made a statement as he was, uh, he, or rather he tells a story mm -hmm. of a statement that he made as he was going in to participate in a debate. And all of the other candidates who are coming in, they're literally bringing like your airport baggage on a on wheels, dragging in bags and bags and bags and bags of stuff. Okay. And he came in. He didn't. He didn't have anything. He didn't have a briefcase. He had nothing in hand. Yeah. And one of the people who was there to help organize and receive mm -hmm. these people who were going to be participating in the debate was like, Where, "Where's your stuff?" And he said to her, he said, if you tell the truth, you don't need all that shit. Sure. You, you don't have to have all that documentation to help you remember your story. If you're telling the truth, it's pretty simple. And my principle, his statement, my principle all along has been to tell the truth. And if there's something I don't know that my answer is, I don't know, but if it's important, I'll figure it out. Yeah. And... As cheesy as it may sound to some people, that spoke to me very deeply. Definitely. That's you for sure. But and so then in in conjunction with him mm -hmm. uh, and around all of this, he has a book. I've hesitated to buy it because I'm afraid of where it will take me. Oh, Lord. He has, he has many books that he wrote, but one in particular that speaks of, hey, here are this many government documents that if you would actually they're public access they're they're available if you'd actually go bother to read them and comprehend them you would be terrified of what's going on i love stuff like that <laughs> but maybe i gotta tell you though i don't think he's dead you don't think he's dead i uh, thought he was maybe i'm wrong wikipedia does not have any death date others okay. well he's definitely no longer he's not in the public figure. political realm anymore so you could say his political career is now. Okay, okay, fair enough. I'm, I'm not willing to fully concede on that, but I'm also not invested in fighting it. Sure, it's that's fine. That's that, fine. That I, facet doesn't matter. I had to look it up for myself because I felt like that would be a thing I remembered. Okay. So. Okay. But. So we, we may or may not read that book and discuss it at some point. Like I said, I'm afraid of where it will take me. Yeah. I've got to get to a peaceful place with it before I pursue it. I like that perspective. That's a good starting place for your next informational journey. Yes. You got a few trendings for us. I've got one major and one other. Okay. I don't know which is which. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, honestly, this first one I found deeply humorous, but also with a, a, a deep bite of truth in each. Okay. So, in the news, all things spiritual. I, it's two little things tied together. One, you have the Archbishop of Kansas City. This is Catholic. Sure. Archbishop of Kansas City, who has come out and stated that Joe Biden, our current president, mm -hmm. should please stop 
defining himself as a devout Catholic. Okay. Do you have any idea what this alludes to? Well, as a mainline Democrat, he supports policies that are not in line with what the Catholic Church calls Catholics to vote for and advocate for in their uh, engagement in public policy in our country. Namely, abortion, I think, is the number one thing that comes to mind. That's a, that's a, certainly a pretty cut and dry issue from the church mm-hmm. to say, nope, yeah, it's not. Yeah. Um, now, there's... In in preceding months, there's been a lot of back and forth in the media where you've had some some Catholic leaders within our country say, well, he should not be allowed to participate in the Eucharist, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a big deal Mm -hmm. in the Catholic faith. Yeah. Um, Others who've come out, well, I would I would let him Mm -hmm. participate in my church. It's a bunch of flexing amongst failed human leaders within the church in that venue. I thought this was probably the most mature statement that I've heard made. He just said, hey, whatever, whatever. We're not saying you're not a Catholic because you are. Yeah. But you got to stop calling yourself devout. Okay. Unless you're going to be devout. So that devout word, a describer word, is that issue here. Because the Catholic Church teaches undeniably, and to the great consternation of many, if you're baptized Catholic, whether you like it or not, you're Catholic. Yeah, yeah. And so that's interesting. Um, So Archbishop of Kansas City weighing in on that. There's another uh, follow-up here. Yeah, I don't have enough hands to scratch my head on this one. (laughs) In other spiritual news... Actor Sean Penn, you already know it's going to go afoul here. Yeah. Actor Sean Penn has boldly called for the Vatican to impeach evangelical leaders who support Trump. <laughs> That's not how this works. There's, I don't even know where to start, Sean. 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 Even even if the Vatican did the, do that, which they absolutely never um, would. The Vatican never. impeaches no one. No one is going to be impeached by the Vatican. That's not a thing, actually. And you can't actually be impeached if you're not an active president. Or uh, an evangelical who is... If, if, the Vatican, <laughs> if the Vatican tried... And they never yes. would. But if they try to impeach anybody of their pulpit, I guess is what we're talking about impeaching people of. Well, but don't be so free with that word. It's a specific word with a specific Okay, meaning. well. The Vatican impeaches no one. That's true. What I'm just trying to say is if the Vatican were even to come out with a strong, harsh statement against evangelical leaders who supported Trump, evangelical leaders would be like, um, also, we don't care. Yeah, who, who cares? Did you care? I didn't care. Who cared? Did one of you... Interns, did one of you care? And they would begin to list the reasons why Catholicism is at yes. best, at best. They'd crack open the vault. They'd break out the old chick tracks. Yes, at best misled, but at worst, as we've discussed recently, an occult. A cult. An occult. <laughs> oh, Sean, bless you, sir. You are much smarter when you don't talk. Yes. All right. Is there anything else trending like the fact that we have a, a major winter crazy Arctic? It's it's trendy yeah. that we have, yes, it started, I feel like we should blame someone. I blame 1923 and the opening of Tutankhamun's death okay. chamber. Okay, well, I'm Burial leaning chamber. more towards those in the Upper West. I 
might even be influenced to say Awesome Shell is partially <gasps> responsible because that's where this front came from. It came oh, through there. Dear. And maybe it originated somewhere else, but she she threw up an awesome forearm and deflected it south. We we dodged and pushed it back up north and east. I know Shell hasn't missed many episodes of Awesome Today. I hope she misses this one. I I hope that if she's at fault that she feels guilt and that if she's not at fault that she will somehow amend this terrible situation of why Oklahoma is not supposed to have snow like this. Not only the snow, which yes. The temperatures. The temperatures are cruel, brutal, uncivilized. Uncivilized in all ways. Now, here's a problem. Yeah. So we got a notification, as have probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of others throughout our portion of the country and elsewhere, got a notice from our energy provider that we could begin experiencing blackouts. Rolling blackouts, yes. Now, if you're from California, you're yeah. thinking, oh, rolling blackout, that's what we do right before our afternoon drinks or something. I don't know. Uh, it's more common there, for sure. Doesn't happen here. It's also common in Beirut, in Lebanon. Uh, yes, and which is not a first world country. It's a developed country, but their infrastructure well, there's is There's a difference crumbling. in developed and not first world. Okay. Yes. It's and second you, I believe, if, yeah, not quite third. You sent me a picture, I recall, oh my from your time I there can, I can of electric lines. And it looked like a spider web of pants-shitting proportion. Yeah. Of, I think, I think individual citizens had run their own wires. Oh, my gosh. It was terrifying. Wow. It yeah. was wow. Um None of that to crap on Lebanon. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, anyway, we have something going on right now, at least in this middle part of the country, as it relates to wind energy. Yes. This is a problem, and I can't determine if it's legitimately a problem that's been created by wind energy or if the energy industry is flexing against mm -hmm. our government who has imposed, in fact wind energy on everybody. I have no problem with insistence upon improving the energy infrastructure and to work away from things that damage the environment and all that. I have no problem with that. Um, no offense to anybody whose family makes a living in this. Wind energy is bullshit. The technology is not what it should be for the level of forced adoption that has occurred. It's not a dispatchable energy, mm -hmm. meaning when I want it, it's available. Right. You're at the mercy of nature. And yes. when you put too high of a percentage of your reliance on that, then you're begging for an instance like right now. I literally saw a picture where a helicopter dwarfed by the size of these giant wind turbines had some type of apparatus dangling underneath it where it was trying to dump something on the turbine blades to knock the snow and ice off of the blades so that the turbine might turn so that it could produce energy so that the rest of the grid could be provided it's it feels like many giant steps backwards and in the same breath that i'm like oh look it's a problem i still wonder does the energy industry in fact are they able and i think they are to provide all the energy we need right now, absent of wind, 
and they're allowing this more or less as a flex towards Capitol Hill to say, leave us the hell alone. Mm. We got this handled. Okay. You're messing it up. Yeah. I understand, and I don't want to go too far down this trail, but I probably will anyway. Um, we have, absent, absent of wind and solar, yeah. our nation in every facet of the grid as it exists has generation capability. I believe it's minimally... 120 to 130 percent of what type of energy we would use on the highest demand day, which is not right now. Mm -hmm. The highest demand day will be around the hottest day of the year. So you're talking about July, August timeframes here. Right. That generation capacity is available now. We could lean on it now, and it isn't something that's a guesstimate, mm -hmm. like, is the wind going to blow enough today or not? Right. Or is the sun going to shine enough today or not? Mm -hmm. This is natural gas, mm -hmm. coal, nuclear. Yeah. Kind of kind of in that order, though coal may be slipping down to third. That is something we've made a concerted effort for a lot of years to push out. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, it would take an awful lot to convince me. Some very real receipts to show me that we don't have the capability right now of satisfying everybody. Mm -hmm. um, I really think this is a power play from the ener energy industry very softly back to the government to say, screw off, go make Cuban cigars legal, do something, but leave us alone. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, it's causing great, great suffering across the span of these, these states, not just Oklahoma, where... It's freaking freezing outside, and yeah. you get to lose your electricity for a little while. So Great suffering, I think, is an over-exaggeration on a global perspective. I'm, I'm suffering right now, and our heater is working. Is it great suffering, or is it great inconvenience? It's uncomfortable. Okay, fair enough. It's an uncomfortable level of suffering. Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hold my words. Yes, I know. You're tougher than me. Okay, I give it to it's you. It's not I that I care. enjoy of course you don't. Inconvenience. But you're still tougher than It's to take a this. perspective and say, yeah, okay, hang on. We could be we could be in a cabin somewhere surrounded by snow and just relying on whiskey for our sustenance. <laughs> Maybe a rabbit stew here and there. Ooh, how about fried rabbit? Um, possibly. Okay. Possibly. Let's talk about what comes next. Whirl a lull. Yeah. Watch, read, listen, lifestyle. All right. I have two watches. Two watches from you. I'm not sure I can recommend either one, but I have watched two things recently. Yeah. I watched War Dogs, and it's it's in Netflix's top ten, if you can trust whatever that means. It is a very fabricated story about arms dealing. It's probably presented in the most digestible of soft perspectives. It's... A little bit sensational, not fully believable, but it's not a terrible show. A movie. Movie. Yes. Show. That's the picture show. When I was in high school, we called it going to the show when you were going mm -hmm. to the movies. But I just wanted to clarify because now when people talk about show, they talk about something you could binge on the Netflix. Well, you could binge through the whole movie. Okay. What show else? Thing. What else? Um, it's okay. It's okay. If you're looking for something, I don't think at the end of it you'd be like, Damn, I can't believe damn I watched no. this. Yes. Right, you wouldn't damn know it. it okay. You could find better, but it's it's worth a watch. Um, now, last night, I began watching American Gods. This is Showtime. 
Stars. 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 Sorry. Sorry, Showtime. Uh, it wasn't you. Stars did it. Sorry, Stars. You did it. It's weird. It's based on a Neil Gaiman novel, I feel like. He's an American author who's known for being weird. Mm-hmm. Well, weird he's, stories. he's lived up to it in yeah. this. It's weird. I'm, I'm not far enough in to pass judgment one way or the or another. I certainly am not like, you should watch this. That's not what I'm saying. Um, it's weird. If you like weird things, you'll probably like it. You probably already watched it. You, you may like have already watched things. it. If you don't like weird things, don't watch this. Yeah. I don't know if I'll finish it or not, but right now it's intriguing. Okay. Well, as it turns out, I have a both read and listen. Okay. I just finished The Voting Booth, a YA, which is to say young adult, novel by Brandy Colbert. And I listened to it on audio, which is how I do almost all of my reading these days. I'm going to be talking about it on Sort of Awesome, not this coming Friday, but the next Friday. It's my Awesome of the Week. But just to give you guys a little preview, a little insight, it follows the lives of Marva and Duke. They are two high school seniors. Okay. It's, are they in the same class in Kentucky? Are nope. they cheating on each other? Are they going to the prom together? None of those things. The book is super ambiguous about where it takes place, but it's definitely in America or the United States. Does anybody count with their boobs? Uh, not that I can remember. Okay, it was probably not Kentucky then. Okay. Also, was it Mardi Gras, so we don't have any show us your boobs situations. Okay. Well, but that's sad. The story is very sweet and also has a lot of good issues being conquered. We find out one of the characters' brothers has died a couple of years before the story begins. So you have an unfolding and unpacking of how grief looks years into this, especially for kids. Um, there's all kinds of issues going on, class, race, uh, being able to get to the polls to vote. A cat goes missing. The cat's a Maine Coon. You know how I, I feel about we, a Maine we've Coon. We've had one. They're good cats. They're like the best cats. Yes. I would take a Maine Coon into our home right now. I would not allow it. Um, what if it was Celia? Um, she was perfectly happy outside of the house, just laying up against the door jam to feel the creeps of air conditioning or heat as the seasons went. We've had a number of cats come through our home. Celia was a Maine Coon and she was the best. Anyway, The Voting she Booth... A good cat. Yes, The Voting Booth by Brandy Colbert is excellent. It's great on audio because the, the story itself, the, the sort of like structure of the story is it goes back and forth between Marva and Duke and they have different narrators, which I always appreciate in these yes. types, of time, types of stories. So, yeah, coming up is an Awesome of the Week. But you, Awesome Today fam, get the scoop, the insight. It's almost like your Patreon, whether you are or not. Yeah. What about life? Life style. style. Well, you have something. You For have you have gratitude. I do have gratitude. First, I have to tell you that I let AJ cut my hair today. My yeah. 13-year-old daughter cut my hair You've let me cut your hair before. You have cut I my hair? I feel mildly offended that you chose her over me. Oh, I've talked about you cutting my hair on Sword Awesome before. Um, yeah, but this time you were like, uh, hey, is Dad busy? AJ, come here. Uh, AJ and I had talked about this. She volunteered to cut my hair. It was getting just pretty out of control. I had been trying to grow it out. I don't know that I meant to have, like, super long hair. I don't know. Well, you looked good with what you had. Thank you. You look good with what you have now. Thank you. you That's kind of you. Your your head is amenable to different hair lengths. Thank you for saying that. Anyway, she cut off a lot. What do you think, like six inches? At least, yeah. Six to eight. It was, 
It was substantial. Uh, I saw the bathroom trash can and I was concerned. I thought perhaps Chewbacca had been murdered <laughs> yet again. <gasps> oh, that made me drop my phone. You dropped your phone. Um. Anyway, I'm thankful for that. But truly, you know what I have gratitude for in this moment? I do, because you told me before the episode that I'm going to pretend like I don't. Do you remember that early 2000s movie, uh, M. Night Shyamalan movie called Signs? Do you remember this? Yes. Mel Gibson, Joaquin Phoenix. Yes, I was going to say Joaquin Phoenix, except yeah. I couldn't remember his name. And yeah. then I was when I remembered Joaquin, I couldn't remember how to pronounce it. Okay. Joaquin. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Okay, I love that movie. It's ostensibly about crop circles and aliens, but the actual message of that movie, it's very spiritual. It's this idea that genuinely everything happens for a reason, even the really heartbreaking, difficult things fold back yes. into our lives in powerful ways. Especially around Joaquin Phoenix's character. Yes, exactly. And this would even tie into any uh, crap. Now I'm going dumb in my mind. What was the winter is coming? Uh, the Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Hodor, the character. Yes. Same, same concept there. Right. Exactly. This idea that even the hardest, heartbreaking, terrible things that we hate going through in our lives, eventually, like I said, they fold back in and they serve a bigger purpose. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking and praying about this uh, winter extravaganza before it happened and something came to mind that literally brought tears to my mind and that to my eyes, not my mind. Although my mind can be tearful, it was my actual eyes this time that got tearful. Um, I was thinking about how awful going through the ice storm last fall was. It was rough. It came at the end of October. Many of our trees still had leaves on them. We've t talked at length about what a what a circumstance this yes, was for us this year. Thousands of dollars required in the aftermath to recover. And that was just for our family. Um, and not to mention the transformation of our yard, which probably needed to happen. But anyway, during that time, many, many, many trees filled with leaves were uh, had to be dealt with, had to be cut down, or limbs had to be trimmed back. A lot of things had to happen both with private citizens paying for them or OG&E, our, our electrical company, doing some of the work. But all of that cleared power lines throughout Oklahoma City and probably throughout the state. A massive swath of the state. Yes. And so when this major snowstorm that we do not usually have came upon us, our power infrastructure, though it is being taxed Phenomenally right now in terms of the, the demand that's being placed on it. Theoretically. Um, it's it's holding up. Whereas if that, snow, that ice storm in October hadn't have happened, we might have had much bigger problems much earlier into this time when it's yeah. so cold outside to lose power for hundreds of thousands of people like happened in October would have been so terrible. Yeah, there would have been... There would have been a lot more instances of people literally freezing to death. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I just was thinking about that and thinking about the movie Signs where you've at the end you kind of finally see how all these bad things that have happened have all worked their way back into the story. And I just feel that way about the ice storm. For me, it's important to see that bit of redemption from that yeah. time yeah. as it plays out right now. There's, yeah. I think there's times where suffering isn't necessary, mm -hmm. where we've more or less 
made it be so that it wasn't necessary. But there's times where some modicum of suffering comes along that is, in fact, preventative of yes. who knows what. what. we don't even know down the road. Yeah. That's what I had. And, and who knows? Maybe someday we'll be able to look back at COVID quarantine and... Yeah. And you know, beyond... Oh, my gosh. I, just to go down the list of all the things, beyond... Even the obvious, which is death of some people, but unemployment and struggles and things. There has to be, certainly someday, there has to be somewhere where we can look back and say, wow, look at what that, look at what that prepared us for. Look at what that trimmed back and, and took care of. Yes, 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 yes. And so. if you can't believe that and hope for that, then I guess we'll pray that you can eventually, because without it, what a miserable world this is. Okay. Well, that's a very awesome way to end it. <laughs> awesome. He's such an awesome jerk. Hey, there we go. Sneezing. <laughs> I lost part of my soul. She held it in. God just, bless you. Just thank you. Just in time for the end of the episode. Two pieces of my soul yep. escaped from my body. I've caught them, and I'm going to drink them with whiskey. Okay. Anything else? Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras. Enjoy your last day of of indulgence and prepare. Winter is coming? I don't know. Linton it feels like it's already here. Linton is coming. There you go. <laughs> Have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. I am not aware of anyone who actually uses external genitalia for counting. I'm not saying that you cannot or should not. I'm just saying that I've never seen it done. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.